Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us, and I want to welcome you to part two of an amazing interview with Lorraine Duncan. Folks, If you missed the prior episode, you truly, really need to go back and catch up. Lorraine was sharing some great insights into the Word of God and how to use social media to create a buzz in your niche market. Amen. Now, if you missed any of the preceding episode, you definitely need to go catch up. I just don't have the time to play all the great nuggets all over again. Amen. Now, I just can't emphasize this enough. She has such a great way with social media, and you have to go back and listen to part one. And now, let's jump back into the program now with the conclusion of this interview with Lorraine Duncan as she gives some insight in what to do and what not to do in engaging contacts on social media and how to grow your business using social media. Here's Lorraine Duncan. Yeah, they need they, a lot need, of- they need your help. Let's put it like that. They need you. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I meet a lot of people. And now the attitude has started on, on LinkedIn because they get so many of, you know, thank you for connecting and then blah, blah, blah. And honestly, I tell people, I don't have time to read three paragraphs That's of right. your, your program. And even the people who they want me to take a look at their program. And I'm like thinking, this is all wrong. So I, I sometimes get a little snarky. But one person once, I I reach out to people to connect. And then all of a sudden, I see this comment, oh, here we go. And that's not, I do thank people for connecting. But usually what I do is I find, um, you know, an article about yeah. like social media, but for their business, like yeah. some tips, you know, and it's not from me. So it's, it usually comes from Forbes or, or Business Weekly or something. And I give them, I say, hey, this this might help you. Um, it's a, a great article from Forbes. So it's a place of giving. But this yep. guy goes, oh, here we go. And I didn't even get to say thank you for, for connecting. Yep. So I actually said, let's chat. I'd like to know, understand a little bit more about what you do. And literally, we were on the phone for an hour. And all we did is talk about this guy's business. because here's the thing. And honestly, I don't do this for everybody. So don't everybody do not start sending up times with me (laughs) to talk because I don't, but what I was going to say is what I did is I dispelled that, that thing that everybody's doing it this way with the canned messages and, and everything. And I, and it was a really good call. And here's the thing is the real truth is, is people really love to hear themselves talk. They love to talk. So everybody, so when you go to a networking event, it's better to listen to an extent because you will find out who is an ideal client for you by just listening to them and who is not. And so anyways, I've learned a lot about this guy's business and I was even able to help 
I sent him to a few people. I have a huge network. There's a, I'm always sending, like, if I can't do the job, there's somebody better than me. So yeah, I will pass it on. I'm, you know, not everybody's a good fit for you. So sending the spam message to everybody with your three paragraphs of your, what you do and what you're selling, you know, you could tell them what you do. That's okay. Hey, you know, I'm in the insurance business and I'd love to meet with people um, to see how we can help each other with, you know, networking and, and giving good referrals, warm referrals. That works. But don't be like, nobody has time to read your three paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, I like, you know, if I see them post something or maybe they post an article, you know, and you're reading and then you reach out and say, hey, I loved what you said in this article on such and such about doing so and so, you know, and stuff like that. I found that is a lot more like, wow. And, and, and if I get a connection request and they've said the same thing. It's like, wow, at least they took the time to read the article, you know, that's, that's a step in the right direction, you know, type thing. And that, that helps. That's that first touch, I guess you could say, you know? Yeah. Or even taking the time to read somebody's profile. If you're connecting Mm -hmm. with somebody, I actually read people's, I just don't connect with people. I read their profiles first. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I miss stuff. Like, you know, there's sometimes that somewhere along the line, they switch careers and they weren't that, and they seem to get a little upset about that. But sometimes it's because they have not updated their, their profile in three years, you know? Right. So, right. but the thing is, is I get, I get requests all the time for people asking me if I need help with my social media yeah. and if they read what yeah. I do yeah. for a living. So I sometimes get a little snarky and say, have you read my profile yet? Do that first and then reach out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, Which social media platform do you recommend your coaching clients start with? Coaching clients? Well, your your clients that come to you. You know, where where do you want them to start? It's a, it all depends on the business. If it's it's if it's business to consumer, I definitely feel like that Facebook and Instagram are good places to be, but LinkedIn could be helpful for strategic partners. And um so, and if it's a B2B, if you're a B2B, you should be on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, the average income, I used to, the, I used to quote this number. The average income was 110. I recently read um, the article, an article. I don't know how true it was. It was $75,000. But bottom line is, is there are people there that can afford your services. Mm-hmm. And they're the right, there are right, the right people for you that can afford your services. But yeah. you have to establish that relationship. Amen. Amen. It's I not going to happen cold. Yeah, that's for sure. I know, you know, like I said, I get connection requests all the time and I try to review these profiles, even on Facebook. <laughs> some, some of the connection requests have no posts, you know, nothing. It's just a picture and maybe a couple of people are following them and stuff. Yeah, those are outright rejections right off the bat. You know, I mean, I got to see traction before I'll even, and that's not just, you know, two or three posts on there. I mean, I got to, you know, I want to see some longevity and and when I'm trying to connect with someone or they're, they're trying to reach out to me because I don't want this, uh, I just call it spam stuff, you know, uh, flooding my inboxes all the time, but how careful should we be in determining 
who we follow on social media and, and how can you check up on that? Yeah, so I have some hard rules on LinkedIn more more than any other platform is that first of all they have to have a full profile. So I do look at their profile and you know, if they don't right off the bat, if they don't have a picture of themselves, you know, and then I do look at their, you know, I look at their numbers because sometimes what's happening out there is people are connecting so then they can spam every one of your connections. Yep. So I think, I don't know if I turned it on or off now. I change it around a lot lately. If I feel like I got a message from someone about two months ago that they got spammed by one of my connections, but then I looked and they had like eight other, it could have been me. It could have been the eight other people. But what I was going to say is that so you really have to be careful with like the no picture, not enough followers, and even some of the bigger people. Like so, I have stopped. I usually don't accept any more people from my space anymore, just because my connections are my connections, and I've, you know, I have a lot of connections on on LinkedIn. I haven't hit the ten thousand mark yet, but I'm I'm getting close now. Very kind of excited about that, and. Awesome. Basically, I don't want, and I try, like, I look through those to see if there's anyone I want to connect with even more, or, you know, some of those people follow me. And so basically, I'm very careful. I even look to see if they've posted recently and if they're active. Because that you, what you don't want to happen is somebody get a hold of your network. So sometimes, sometimes I shut that down there where, where other people can't see my network. Um, and I'm I'm leaning towards that way. Even by talking to you again, I'll probably see if that's shut off. I, I turn it on and off. Sometimes people want to see who I'm connected with so they can ask if how well I know them. Can I give a warm introduction? And and for most part, if I do know them well, I will give a warm introduction. Because yeah. at yeah. least a good 2000, and that's about, I cut it off at 2000. I know pretty good because I've met at networking things. And then we've been at other networking things. So these are people I know. Maybe the other five thousand people I've 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 met or I've spoke I, I spoke somewhere, and they connected me through that. Yeah, amen. and that's the first. By the way, when you go to an in person networking event, the first place that people connect with me after that networking event. So remember, networking event what first touch, speaking event first touch, then they connect with you on the socials. Yeah. And some of them connect with all of us. Now on Facebook, you got to be careful because there's, you know, people say, oh, I've been hacked. I've been hacked. I've been hacked. It's not hacking. It's cloned. You've been cloned. Mm. So they always will change your password, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can do that. Um, but Facebook never gets rid of those clones. Mm. So, mm. I mean, so once you get cloned, it's a pain, but I'm still getting followers and whatever. I probably been, my personal account has been hacked or cloned or whatever you want to call it. But you want to be careful that you do know that person. I do look to see if they're connected to like some main people that are active every day. And I do, you know, and I, then I check out something. Sometimes I just outright no. Yeah, you know, amen. so here's a thing that's really important. I, I do want to say that. So a lot of us on Facebook, we have, groups. All right. And people, if you have an open group, 
what happens is that people want to join your group. And I don't, I have a buffer. I don't accept everybody into my group. And when I see that they join like 500 or whatever, 100 groups or 50 groups, I don't know if there's, I forget now if there's a limit, but the bottom line is, is I usually don't accept them into my group. I'm looking for somebody that's in one or two groups. And the reason is, is because I'm petrified that they're going to start spamming my group. And I have a, I have an atmosphere in my group that I wanted to create. I let people share their stuff on Saturdays. I have something called share Saturday, but, and then on Instagram, it's very scary. <laughs> so the problem is, is because people try to get your identity. And I, I, I know people have lost their Instagram accounts. So really? I, the only thing I want to say there is make sure you have the double authentication. So, yeah. and that's my, my little advice to that, all that. Yeah. Have you ever been banned or put on a timeout uh, social media platform? Yep. Yeah. So, twice, <laughs> actually three, three different platforms. And I'll tell you exactly. I want to talk about this because this was scary. So when LinkedIn first came out, I didn't know anything about it. So I took a course and in this course, they told you the keyword, do some keywords throughout your profile. So, which was really important. You should, you know, have certain keywords, but I guess apparently I overdid the keywords and I actually, I broke into the algorithm on LinkedIn unbeknownst to me, this wasn't intentional. And I was actually, I was doing really good on LinkedIn. This was like right in the beginning. This was years ago when it was actually almost like maybe within that year of when LinkedIn came out. And apparently I broke into the algorithm and i actually had a potential discovery call and literally and all the information was on linkedin so i was just going to go to linkedin open it up and go to the call and the next thing i know i can't get into linkedin and i was banned Mm. and so i apologized i took the keyword you know like i i did overdo it (laughs) and so i took everything out and i've never been banned from linkedin again so (laughs) fast forward and I think this is actually um, competitors that did this for these two platforms. Because it seemed like whenever I had a speaking, I had a speaking engagement about Instagram and my Instagram got shut down. And what happened was to get it back, I literally had to take a picture of me and my license, which I was a little uneasy about, but I did it. And then I got reestablished. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah, that'd be that'd be terrible. And then the last was YouTube. And now remember, YouTube is done by peers. So what happened with that is um I don't even know. They 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 shut me down. I don't know why, but they gave me the criteria what why you do get shut down. And one was um it basically was porn or abusive language or or all this other stuff that I'm I was given social media tips. So I kept on filling out that form and I had a YouTube speaking engagement during that time. So somebody shut me down because I, I don't know. So it was bad because I had to use somebody else's, I, you know, I run clients. So I asked my client, one of my clients, if I could use their Instagram to do my, you know, to do my presentation. They were fine with it. It's advertising, but advertisement for them. And then for YouTube, I had to do the same thing. Wow. 
And finally, out of the blue, I got re um, instated in YouTube. Still don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's one um, of the problems of you know hosting all of your stuff on other people's platforms. That's why I recommend you have your own website, your own way of your own client list. Don't keep it all on you know, all my contacts and all this stuff because you wake up one morning and it could all just have disappeared and there's nothing yeah. you can do to get it back. You know? Yeah. And you don't own, you know, yeah, just, exactly. just because you write that little thing on Facebook that I own all my pictures and stuff like that doesn't mean you really own all your pictures. There's really nothing you can do if Facebook decides that they want your pictures or want to do something with your pictures. Yeah. And um, that's why I actually won't even work with somebody that doesn't have a website. Yeah. Amen. That's good. And every time that's I good. have taken on a client that doesn't have a website, it's always been disastrous because you want to bring people somewhere occasionally. You want to bring them to their website. Mm -hmm. So very important to own your own stuff. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You also have a weekly podcast, the Biz Gone Social Podcast. How long have you been podcasting now? It's It's been about two years now. I have like over 138 episodes. And, and I started on an interview, right? Yeah. And it's it's about my it's about it's about my guest. So I talk to them, I let them talk about their business and what they do and things that will help like an audience, a B2B audience. And then I have them give advice, like some tips. And it's really been really very, I've learned through my own podcast, but the, the advice from seasoned business owners is invaluable. And, you know, I know sometimes it's hard for somebody to learn from others, other mistakes or learn from their own mistakes. Sometimes it takes a couple of times, but these are people that have been through, you know, so much in their business, every little thing, every little challenge. And to also hear about their challenges because, yeah. you know, we get discouraged. And so I always end with, you know, one, some, I ask them, give my audience something that's going to help them move forward in their, in their business. And they always do always. It's just been, I really love talking to the people. And I, like I said, I've learned a lot. I've changed some things in my own business because of some of those inter interviews. Yeah. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. What are you looking for in a person or business that would make a great guest for your show? I look for somebody who's pretty much established has, you know, has, has been in business for a while and has an energy. You have to have a certain amount of energy when you're on a podcast. And I look for somebody who is comes from out of a place of giving. I just had a guest that actually gives a portion of what she earns to I forget what organization it was, but that just touched my heart. It's um it's kind of like the whole, you know, if you remember Tom's shoes when they first came out and everything and you know, there's so many different things you can do with the money that God has given you. And I just, I really feel that it's a, those kind of guests are great and they just want to give and the value they add. I had somebody on gave so much value that, you know, I I'm sad for if, if you saw it coming through your, your feed and you didn't listen to the podcast because it's not me. I don't even really advertise anything for myself on my podcast. You know, I, I do do some talking if I can resonate with this, with, with a story, but really it's all about my guests. And I think that that's my, my gift 
That's my big gift. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Lorraine, this has been so interesting, but there's one more question I have to ask before we close. As I was prepping for the interview, I seen a special service on your website that I want you to explain to us called rent a baby. No. So that's funny that you saw that it's, I was, that was a joke by the way, because um, <laughs> for, for about two months, I was down in South Carolina taking care of my grandson and trying to run my business. And, you know, I didn't have my own business. I worked in a hospital and I worked with people for years and never ran my own business. And I had kids. So I knew what that was like, but I never knew what actually taking care of a kid and running a business was like. And I was fortunate that I did have an assistant, but it was still was hard. So I, I was very, I blocked that time out and literally, <laughs> I, I mean, and it didn't always work. Some, what, during one of my podcasts, he woke up and he was right on the podcast with me. And it was, <laughs> um, I, it was hard, but I realized, believe it or not, I got more done when I had only a certain amount of time to do something. And so for all you people out there that, you know, want to increase your productivity, the best thing you could do is, you know, block out. If you need to get something out or do something, just block your time and you will get so much stuff done because I only had an hour in the morning to, to do all my work. And like, like I said, I was fortunate to have somebody working for me. So I delegated so much during that time period. Yeah. But yeah, that caught everybody's attention, the rent-a-baby. Uh, somebody wrote me, oh, I see you're starting a new business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I just had to ask about that. That was so funny when I was reading it. But it's so true. I mean, you know, I'm blocking time out, you get, and, and focusing. Just because you block the time out doesn't mean you're focusing. You know, you got to block it out and then do what it was blocked out for. That's how you get stuff done. Hey, man, but this has been so interesting. If someone wanted to get in touch with you to ask a question, view the programs that you can assist them with, or, or maybe do an interview like this. How can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? You know, the best way to get in touch with me is LinkedIn. You know, so you can go to my uh, LinkedIn account, which is, you know, linkedin.com forward slash Lorraine Duncan, or you can just reach out to me at bizgonsocial.com and go on my, and hit the contact or what, whatever. Um, and the, there's always, I think on the back page, you can always schedule an appointment with me or you can email me at Lorraine at bizgonsocial.com. Amen. So those are the Amen. three ways. Okay. I'll put links all that in the show notes below. Folks, Lorraine took what most people use for entertainment or just to kill some time and turned her passion into a profitable business. How? Mainly by helping other people to learn to do the same thing with their social media accounts. Just think. If you hired Lorraine Duncan right now to help you with your social media accounts, where will you be six months or a year from now? Let's turn the question around. If you don't hire Lorraine to help you, where will you be in six months or a year from now? Probably in the same spot. And you don't want to be that person. Drop down the show notes, click the links right there to get in touch with Lorraine Duncan right now. While you're thinking about it, you don't need to go and check your Facebook page to see who's posting pictures of what they're eating right now. You need to drop down the show notes contact Lorraine Duncan and find a way to monetize your time on those social media accounts. Amen. Lorraine, thank you again for taking the time to come on the program and share with us all about using social media the way it should be used to help grow our businesses. I do appreciate your time. Thank you. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. 
For Lorraine Duncan, myself, passed by reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.